listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions. Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today, I'm joined in the studio by my confrere, Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. Let's begin with a prayer to Our Lady. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And just as we have made the sign of the cross at the end of the prayer to Our Lady, so we're going to speak about the name of God. Um, God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God, the Trinity, and his invitation to intimacy with him. Especially looking at how that is exemplified in Our Lady and in our baptism. But first, uh, Father Hayes, um, you are going to speak about the connection between Pentecost and Trinity Sunday, which happened to be eight days apart. Right. And this is that time of the year when we're preaching on these things, Mm -hmm. uh, when this is being recorded. And one of the things I've always noticed is in these celebrations where we have two major feast days, eight days apart, and an octave, that there always seems to be a theological connection. Mm. For instance, when you look at Christmas, you have the birth of our Lord on the 25th of December and the Feast of the Mother of God on the 1st of January. It always struck me that in these the first of these feasts, there's always uh, the emphasis is on the action that God is doing in intervening in human life and history and the life of the universe. And then the second feast at the end of the octave seems to be about the effect and the meaning of that intervention for us. Hmm. So, for instance, we celebrate the birth of Christ, born for us, the Savior, in Bethlehem uh, on Christmas Day. But then on the Feast of the Mother of God, eight days later, we celebrate what that means for her and us Hmm. in terms of a changed relationship with God. You know, that uh, especially that very intimate and absolutely unique relationship which she has to Christ as mother. There's a sense in which, analogously, each of us has a unique relationship to Christ, uh, whom we follow in maybe different ways, different styles, if you want, different shapes of devotion, but, uh, but all of them have their pattern in this relationship that we celebrate on the Feast of the Mother of God, you know, she who brings forth the one who created, for her, created her. You know, an amazing mystery. In the same way, I think with the current feasts, you can look at Pentecost as the time when, by the work of the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit, the body of the church begins its journey towards glory in power. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the manifestation of the gifts of, of, of Pentecost, the the outpouring of the power of the Easter sacraments. Uh, and and then uh, the Feast of the Holy Trinity, which follows eight days after it, to me is about meditating upon this new relationship we have with a God who created heaven and earth and everything mm. uh, that there is for our sake and precisely for love of us, whom he now 
invites to new relationship in this holy name that is given to us and not to others, given to Christians and not to others. Mm-hmm. You know, cause name, may, names are about social distancing, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they create lines. They, they adjust boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, it was when I was an attorney, I love telling this story, I, I once had to investigate an insurance product for some of my clients. Mm-hmm. And so I called an insurance guy who brought a protege to learn the ropes. Mm-hmm. And it was in a very interesting encounter in several ways. But at any rate, it began, you know, we met Neutral Territory Restaurant. Uh, the insurance guy says, hey, it's 5 o'clock. Would you like a drink? And I said, coffee will be fine, you know. The next line was, well, Steve, can I call you Steve? And I said, no, you can call me Mr. Hayes, you know. <laughs> and you see what I was doing. You know, I was making, uh, I was making distance. Mm-hmm. I was making sure that we weren't falling to the usual patterns of cheap intimacy mm-hmm. that I think uh, characterize so much of American life. You know, where even, you know, the, our chief magistrate, the chief president of the United States, we address sometimes by with nicknames publicly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very it's very strange. But with this new name that we're given, uh, this name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this is unlike any other name for mm-hmm. God, I think, in the world. And all the other religions of the world stand before God as creatures before the Creator. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we're talking Hindus, whether we're talking Buddhism, we're talking, uh, you know, the philosophical musings of Aristotle. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these get to the idea that the universe doesn't explain itself, that there is an imminent, bodiless, and all-powerful entity beyond everything that shapes mm-hmm. that which is. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, the names by which we're given are either come from human imagination, as in the natural relations, or in religions which in which there is a claim of revelation, uh, and I want to focus on Judaism here. Mm-hmm. There's a whole business of Islam is a question of whether you can rely on the alleged revelation or not. But with Judaism, we have a revelation of God by stages through the history of the Bible, by names which increasingly draw close to his people. You know, but still remain this notion of creature before a uh, creature before the Creator. So you have Elohim, you know, the mighty high one. It's actually a plural, but the Jews always understand it as a, as a singular. Mm-hmm. The mighty high one. You have you know El Shaddai, you know, uh, God, the God of power, the God of God Almighty, um, uh, a variety of other names, uh, and, and then you have the name that is given above all, the most holy name, which is given. In the burning bush, mm-hmm. you know, th- Exodus chapter three, that I, the one that I means I am who am, mm-hmm. and whose letters in English are transliterated, O Y H W H. You know, this name which is too holy to pronounce in Judaism, mm-hmm. uh, for except by the high priest entering the temple on the day of atonement, etc. Uh, that this, but this still is, is it not the creature standing before a creator? Mm-hmm. You know, that this is the one who is, uh, this is the God who is, who was, and who always will be, the God who is still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, even though they're long time dead, because all things live for him as he stands outside of history and sees the whole panoply of everything that is and will be spread out before him like a, um, 
a deck of cards before a Vegas dealer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And and now and now in this present age of grace, as Christ stands in the Jordan waters, we are given a new name to know God by. A name which is not about the creator before the creature, his creatures, but is about the inner life of the creator, mm-hmm. that creator. You know, which we discover unexpectedly to be a three-person union and festival of knowledge and love of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Trinity of Power, which has saved us. Right. So just so just to recap, just as at Christmas we celebrate um, the Word uh, made flesh and then made visible by the mm-hmm. by the birth um, from Mary, mm-hmm. the the Virgin. Um, so in um, at, and then, then we move to the Feast of the Mother of God, where Mary uh, shows us a new relationship because she has been the one through whom Christ has been revealed. So um, she is now the uh, – she shows us that you know, she now has a new way of relating to God and mm-hmm. relating to us. So, so by analogy then, at Pentecost, the third person of the Holy Trinity is sent upon us. Uh, on, upon the church, but then on Trinity Sunday, which we celebrate eight days later on the octave of Pentecost, we reflect on how um, Pentecost really leads us into a new relationship mm-hmm. with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're listening to the Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus. I'm joined in the studio by Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. We've been discussing the Trinity as an invitation to intimacy with God. And so, as Pentecost then is is at the end of the Easter season, uh, where the, the Son, having returned to the Father, um, now, as promised, uh, gives the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is also from the Father. Uh, so, at the Trinity Sunday, looking back, maybe on, on Pentecost, but also mm-hmm. on the whole Easter season, we reflect on this whole new relationship, this mm-hmm. intimate way in which we related, we're invited into um, the very presence of God, including through the name of God. And this is a thing for ordinary time. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, now, in a sense, I think the Feast of the Trinity invites us to live this relationship day by day in all kinds of ways, in all mm-hmm. kinds of ways. I mean, the most powerful one, perhaps, is to look at the shape of the worship that is the representation of the work of Christ before us, mm-hmm. uh, and that is Holy Mass. But uh, look, to whom are all the prayers addressed? You know, all the prayers of the Mass, with two exceptions, you know, right before communion, are addressed to the Father. You know, mm-hmm. occasionally for some feasts, I think like Corpus Christi, uh, there is an address in the opening prayer to Jesus, mm-hmm. but that's a special feast. Uh, but normally, it is all addressed to the Father through the work of the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And this is the shape of the Mass. It should be embraced by the Trinity. You know, the, the, the work of the, the Son and the Spirit are these two arms of the Father, the, these processions of the persons into time and history to lift us up towards the Father's heart mm-hmm. you know, and to, to reveal for us exactly how deep is the love he has for us. Mm. Um, who sees me sees the Father, says Jesus. And in Jesus we see that uh, 
loving heart made manifest all on fire for charity. We see a new burning bush on Calvary, you know, not not a tree, you know, this dry tree of the cross, aflame with the love of the Savior Hmm. that invites us into the mysteries of God and gives us also a mission, an identity of our own, just as, you know, I think Moses discovered his identity and mission in uh, before the the burning bush, hmm. uh, it, you brought up Our Lady, and I think it's very interesting to look at uh, her because you know I, I've always imagined for most of my priesthood I, I've thought about the revelation of the Trinity explicit in the scriptures as in the moment of baptism, and I think hmm. that is true to the, the public revelation of the Trinity, although it's hinted in many places in the scriptures. You know, you have. In the opening lines of Genesis, you have the speaker of the word that goes forth, and that word passes through the spirit who is hovering over the of the of the waters of the primeval creation. So you have you have the speaker, you have the word spoken, you have the spirit present. Mm-hmm. You know, as a symbol, maybe not the Trinity explicitly, but something that points mm-hmm. to the Trinity. Sure. You might ask why what's so holy about three? You know, when mm-hmm. the angels. At the river Kabar, cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. We could repeat all this, but it's only explicit when the Father's voice is heard, speaking of the Son moving forth, innocent from the waters, with the Holy Spirit descending upon him, an emblem of anointing and of peace, Mm -hmm. as was uh, the dove that descended upon Noah. And yet, and one of our brothers pointed this out to me once, there is also a private earlier revelation of the Trinity to our Blessed Lady in the Annunciation. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the Son which will be born for you shall be called Son of God. You know, mm-hmm. That the Father will be God. You know, mm-hmm. and and the Holy Spirit, which shall, how this shall, shall this be? The mm-hmm. ho- Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Right, right. And so, as usual, Our Lady gets a privilege. She gets to know the secret story before anybody else does. Right. And, uh, and, and uh, and yet it is the same story and intimacy which is given to all of us. Now, she has an absolutely unique relationship with Jesus. But there's a sense in which, you know, that's true of all of us in a, in a different and perhaps lesser way. I mean, you, each of us could tell stories about our own personal relationship with Jesus and how he reveals to us the Father and what it meant to have the Holy Spirit descend upon us in our baptism as we gradually unlock this of our lives. Mm-hmm. But I think each of these stories is a very personal and intimate story mm-hmm. about each of our relationships with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right, right. But I think it's always good, to, like you said, to start with Our Lady, Our Lady mm-hmm. who um, had a special revelation of the Trinity through the angel Gabriel himself, the archangel who told her that, you know, um, the Son to be born in you will be called Holy, the Son of God, mm-hmm. you know, the Son of the Father. And the Holy Spirit will come upon you to overshadow you. Mm-hmm. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and I know we were speaking just before this uh, program about how many icons of Our Lady mm-hmm. uh, show a symbol of the Trinity with, with An the indwelling stars. of the Trinity. An indwelling. Yeah, is exactly. So, for instance, uh, and now there's actually, a, we're we're looking at, an icon of one of these things, but very frequently you'll find this symbolized by by the presence 
either explicit or implied, of three stars, Mm -hmm. which represent the indwelling of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They Mm -hmm. form a kind of triangle on Our Lady's body. Mm -hmm. So there's always a star on the there's a star on the forehead Mm -hmm. because she always has, as Jesus did, the Father's will upon her mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and this also shows, of course, her own imitation of the life of her son, her own following, imitatio Christi, own imitation of Christ. Uh, the second shoulder, oftentimes the star is veiled because the Christ child is sitting there. Right. He's leading on her He's shoulder. He's leaning on her and is in intimate conversation with her or talking with her or kissing her mm-hmm. or looking deeply at her. Mm-hmm. Absolute focus. This love that he has for her, mm-hmm. you know, visit, visible and explicit, you know, as, he, as she brings him into the world, so he continues to dwell with her. That's mm. in so intimate and deep and powerful a spiritual reality as this relationship of mother and son. And then the third, uh, there's usually a star visible on the opposite shoulder. Mm-hmm. And that shoulder is connected to an arm of our Blessed Lady, which reaches out and points to the sun. Mm. Okay. As she frequently in these are in these does not look at the sun. She looks out to us. Mm-hmm. She invites us into this icon mm. to take our place with the sun, whom she loves right. in the by the Holy Spirit's power. Mm-hmm. You know? As she says to the servants at Cana, you know, do whatever he tells you. She right. keeps saying that to us. Mm-hmm. You know, she keeps confessing in the power of the Holy Spirit what God has done for her uh, in her Magnificat, we, we, which is a work of prophecy. We might think of maybe making a list ourselves sometimes of what the Lord has done for us, accomplished mm. for us. You know, I know I, I would have a story to tell there if I said it, put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. Right. So Our Lady, the, the, the three stars and many icons, Eastern, Eastern icons, the star on her head is, shows that she's always under the, the will of the Father. She's she's uh, mm-hmm. she's following the Father's will. Be it to, done to me according to Be your will. Be done to me according to your will. And then the the star on her right shoulder is often covered because Jesus is leaning on her right mm-hmm. shoulder, mm-hmm. looking into her, putting his cheek against hers, in the expression of tenderness. Mm-hmm. So, so that that star shows the, the the indwelling of 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 the Son, you know. And then the 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 third star on her. Left shoulder, it's often a, 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 a hand that's extended out to the person looking at the icon mm-hmm. um, or pointing to her son, drawing us in mm-hmm. to, that, to that mystery so that we too would say to the Father, let it be done to me according to your mm-hmm. word. You know, that we too would say uh, that we too would have the son um, come to us, embrace us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and be close to us and that we too would, would um, – that we would surrender to the Holy Spirit – who draws us in, you know, mm-hmm. towards the Son and through the Son to the Father. There are some, uh, this notion of Our Lady as a directress to Christ for the rest mm. of us is so important that in some icons you'll find her using two hands to hold the Son, mm-hmm. and there'll be a third hand <laughs> <laughs> really? painted in uh-huh. to, uh, to point to, to, the, to the child in her arms, mm. in her other two arms. <laughs> right. It's very interesting. Right, and you were mentioning how we we can each look to our you know our lady has her own magnificat you know reasons that she has to to glorify God That's right. you know and we would we could have our own reasons but in which we have been drawn into the life of the Trinity 
And maybe we could at least spend some time at the end of this uh, segment talking about how baptism is that that welcome, you know, that welcome into the very life of the mm-hmm. Trinity in a very tangible way. That's when we are given the name by which mm-hmm. to know God, by which we, it's a time when we are given the prayer that sums up all of the prayer mm-hmm. that, you know, calls upon the Most High God as not, you know, Jesus' Father, mm-hmm. but as our Father. Mm-hmm. Because Christ, you know, the Father has adopted us through the, mm-hmm. the work of Christ in the Spirit's power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So when, when we're baptized, we are essentially saying, or at least our godparents are saying, if we're baptized as a, as, as a child, you know, uh, I am the, the servant of the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. let your will be done in me. You know, I, I believe in the Father Almighty, the Father who is almighty over me, the Father who has created me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and I believe in the Son. You know, the Son who, um, you know, who is who who has redeemed me by his his incarnation, by his death, by his resurrection, um, and, and and therefore, as as Our Lady holds the Son close to her in the icon, so so the Son um, is held close to us. You know, by our belief in Him, and then uh, by the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, um, you know, who in, in the, is, is worshipped and glorified, um, and who draws us, um, you know, through, through that sacrament into the, you know, into the into relationship with the Son, to share in the Son's uh, redemption and to, and, to, and to lead us to the Father. I think it reveals a fundamental meaning of the Church as family, the family of God, mm-hmm. uh, that God has shaped, you know, God has li- is lifting us up into this, and we find it, I think, memorials in so many ways in Scripture. You know, when Christ uh, founds his his community, he does so after the pattern of the family of the patriarch Jacob. Hmm. You know, with twelve spiritual sons, with 70, 70 disciples who go down, uh, you know, like the seventy who went down to Egypt uh, in Jacob's time. Uh, this family, which is being shaped for uh, for our good and for our mortality, to participate, and as I said, in this intimate love, not simply, not simply of God. This is the a name that comes from the inner life of the Most High, mm-hmm. and invites us to an intimacy. As I said, that those who are not baptized don't have mm-hmm. yet, at least, yet at least. Right. So what are some practical ways that we can reflect on that invitation intimacy that we reflect on when we reflect on on the Trinity? Well, I'll tell you one way that I a little get gets me a little peeved sometimes, you know. Mm. And that is uh people who it's the recitation of prayers, sometimes prayers we learned as wrote as kids um in a way that it's almost irreverent. Mm. Because we aren't actually addressing persons sometimes, I think. Mm. You know, even in the act of contrition, you know, I mean, oh my God, I'm heartily sorry for having offended thee and I detest all my sins because I remember having to stop one person in the middle of that and say, who are you talking to? (laughs) And they said, well, I guess no one. (laughs) You know, and so we started over, you know, you put yourself, this is, I think, the first part of adoration is to put Mm. yourself in the presence of God. And you can use that with a reverent invocation of the holy name mm-hmm. to which 
which is the mark of our intimacy with him, of in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because it's a very easy, I think, sometimes as a Catholic, simply to make that in a, as a mm. flurried motion, and um, a kind of call sign, we're signing on God, you mm. know, our prayers, right. and not realize that we're invoking the name of three individual persons who nevertheless, you know, share a single intimate union with each other to which mm-hmm. we're being invited, mm-hmm. you know, in our way, own way to participate. Right. So just to think about the way we say the prayers we say so often to realize whom we're addressing, to whom we're, we're, we're speaking. That this is personal address and persons should be treated with respect at all times. Mm-hmm. Even God. <laughs> right, right, right. And to think about how Our Lady, um, you know, she knew she was addressing, obviously, you know, she, she's immaculate, but also just in a very practical way, she knew she was addressing a person, you know, mm-hmm. when she spoke to, to, to her son, you mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, and and, and when, when, she, when she welcomed people to her son, when she spoke about her son, this is not a formula, she's saying. This is a person right. that, that she's addressing. And when we look at an icon, I think to me it, it reminds us that um, there is a real closeness. Um, like when you think of Mary holding the child in her arms, as any mother would hold mm-hmm. her child, um, we realize this is not a formula. You know, this is not – this is right. something – this is a relationship. This is a person. This is a living, breathing person that you're related to and is right next to you. Um, so to, to reflect on how Our Lady would 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 pray, you know, and, and to pray in the same way uh, that, 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 that she would. Thank you for joining us today for the Dominican Dimensions. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. I've been joined in the studio by my confrere, Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. Let's end now in prayer to St. Dominic. O light of the Church, teacher of truth, rose of patience, ivory of chastity, freely you have poured forth the waters of wisdom, preacher of grace, unite us with the blessed. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dominican Dimensions is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Dominican Dimensions and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni, Sancti.